I don't need that. <laughs> I'm, I'm the loud stove. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm the loud stove. Uh, one of them. One of them. We're taking over for Joe Go. We're taking over Joe. <laughs> but first off, I want to thank y'all for inviting me here. It's always a pleasure to come here. Uh, wonderful church. Wonderful Christian people here. You can feel the love. You can feel the spirit here. And brother, you, you're doing good keeping the church together in times when churches are falling apart. That is partly where I want to go tonight. Oh, uh, first, first verse of scriptures I'm gonna read is in today's times. Y'all have all heard. This verse of scripture, Second Chronicles, chapter seven, seven verse fourteen. This verse is posted all over Facebook. Every day you see this verse. Every day you hear somebody mention this verse. For God to heal our land, God has the power to heal our land. Without a doubt, God is still in control of the whole world. The Bible says He's in control of heaven and earth. He's got it. We just have to put our trust in Him. But uh, the sermon, easy, the song will be where she at. The song she sung fits right along with it. Thank you, Lord, for the blessings on me. There's a roof above my head. I got shoes on my feet. Might not be rich, but I've got God. I've got Jesus Christ looking out for me. And I thank God every day for that. Because when you start taking that for granted, that's when you're in a world of trouble. And part of today's, the United States today is taking God for granted. God will wake us up. And I'm talking not just lost people out in the world. I'm talking people that are Christians, that claim to be Christians are taking God for granted. Not understanding. God is in control. When all of this started, the election, I'm not going to get into the election, but somebody told me, said, uh, well, God will give us what we deserve. And most of y'all know me uh, sometimes. My brain don't think before it comes out of my mouth. said, God will give us what we deserve. And I said, man, I hope not. Man, I hope not. Amen. Because we deserve a lot worse than we've got it now. Amen. But to start with, let's go to the Lord in prayer before I get started. Because if y'all believe in the Word of prayer, y'all pray for me that God will speak through me what needs to be said. Bow our heads, please. Lord of Father in Heaven, we thank You once again for another day of life. Lord, we thank You for the opportunity to stand behind this sacred desk and speak Your words, Lord. Nothing that I can do or nothing I can say could touch anyone's heart. But Lord, I just pray that You step me behind the cross. You speak through me the words You would have spoken. Lord, open up hearts, minds, and ears that this message might be received. 
And Lord, that we would take it out into the world and show people the love that You have for us. Lord, we just humble ourselves before You. We know we're nothing without You, Lord. And Lord, we just ask that You guide us daily. Lord, forgive us when we fail You. Lord, I know it's numerous times a day, Lord, that I fail You, but I know You're quick to forgive if we're quick to ask for that forgiveness. Lord, most of all, I just pray for lost people out in the world that don't know You as their personal Savior. Lord, what a world we would live in if everyone just showed one inkling of the love You have for us. If we applied that and we loved everyone the way You love us, what a wonderful world it would be. Lord, we just ask that You forgive us. Lord, give us a home in heaven when this life is over. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I start praying and walk around every morning. When I raise up, I'm lost. Uh, at 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. Now, I know we've all heard this one in the last year. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal their land. What a wonderful verse. One verse in the Bible. What a wonderful verse that is. But do we, we read it? But do we listen to what we're reading? If my people, Christian people, this is Old Testament. It's talking about the children of Israel. Alright? But, now, we're God's people. The Christian people are God's people. If my people, Christians, if my people, which are called by my name, were God's children, if you're a Christian, you're God's child. We are heirs to the throne of Jesus Christ. People don't get that sometimes. If my people which are called by my name, boy, here's a good, shall humble themselves. I'm one of them. It's hard. It's, the old country song, it's hard to be humble when you perfect in every way. Y'all heard that one? Amen. Some people see it that way. Boy, it's hard to be humble when you perfect in every way. I'll tell you that now, I ain't perfect. But I mess up. If, if you're here on this earth, Sister Margaret, I preached her funeral, Sister Margaret's perfect now. She ain't going to mess up no more. But if you're here on this earth, you're going to mess up. Admit you messed up and go on. Try not to do it again. But you will. If you're here on this earth, you're going to mess up. But don't stick your chest out. Don't slap my belly. <laughs> Stick your chest out and say, boy, look what I done. Look how good I am. That ain't humble. Ain't nothing humble about that. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray. Do any of us pray like we should? 
The only tech, like I've told people before, when I'm doing this, I got I got three point back at it. If I step on your toes, understand I'm stepping on mine too. We all mess up. We all fall short of the glory of God. But as I'm gonna say this as, as Brother Stephen, wonderful preacher, wonderful pastor. Sometimes you can't come in here and boy let them have it the way they need to have it. I consider myself a evangelist. I ain't got I'm not a pastor of a church. Man, I can come in and stomp all over every one of them toes and I can walk out the door. But like I said, if I step on your toes, I'm stepping on mine. Because we're all human and we all pretty well the same. <laughs> Shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face. <clears throat> Churches are shutting down record numbers. People are not coming to Christ the way they used to. You know, it seems now that I am doing a whole lot more and hearing of a whole lot more funeral than I am baptism. People busting this altar open, get up with tears falling down their face, and two or three people standing up and shouting. When you witness somebody accepting Christ, you shout. If you sit back there and go, well, you need to be the first up here because there's something wrong with you. If you can't get happy when somebody accepts Christ, there's something wrong with you. Now, oh, me. Okay, I'll do that. Because I get happy. I ain't going to point it myself. I get happy. When I see somebody accept Christ, man, yes. I'll shout, I'll scream. Wow! Yeah! Good! Praise God! Shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face. And boy, it's one nobody wants to hear. Turn from your wicked ways. Turn from what you're doing in this world that you're not supposed to do. All these churches shut down. Guy told me one after all this first started, it was a preacher. He said, Humans are creatures of habit. He shut his church down one Sunday. He said, I fell prey to this fear. I shut my church down for one Sunday. He said, God smacked me upside the head. He said, I'll open my church up if the one person there. One Sunday he shut out. He said, people are creatures of habit. And if we shut down for a month, they're going to get used to not coming. They're going to get used to watching TV or... Now I understand people sit and shut in. Facebook preaching is good. But if you are able to come to church, you need to come. 
There is no better place in this pandemic right now than to be sitting in church. If you're in church for the right reason, you got your heart right with God, you know Jesus is your personal Savior. If you get this virus and die, you're going to a better place. People cannot come to church. They're scared to come to church, but they can go to Walmart. Handle two or three buggies while they in Walmart. All right, brother. All right. Let's have amen on that. Come on, somebody. All right. But they can't come to church. They can't come to communion. They can't go see their family for Christmas. They can't go see their family for Thanksgiving. Now, I want to tell you right now, it's, it's Thanksgiving is a day to give thanks to God for what He's given us. Alright, that should be every day. Every day should be Thanksgiving. Christmas is to celebrate the birth of Christ. If you can't celebrate the birth of Christ, then you don't know Christ. And if you don't know Christ, this altar's open right now. Come up here, I'm sure. There are a bunch of people in here will help you and explain to you what you need to do to accept Christ and get that fire in your in your heart like I have. Now sometimes I'm a I'm a real quiet preacher. Sometimes not much. But I'm getting a little louder tonight than I have in a long time. I've got that fire for God in my heart. I'm going to read that one one more time again plumb from the start. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Well, that's a whole bunch of stipulations there, ain't it? Not really. If you're a Christian, you should have done all them things. And turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins. Boy, ain't it wonderful to have a God that won't hold that against you. The things I did before I accepted Christ, I'm ashamed of. I did it. I'm ashamed of it. whole bunch of things. A lot of y'all know me. A lot of y'all know how I was. I want to tell you, that old man ain't here no more. That new man was born. But I'm still in this body. I'm still in this old flesh body that wants to look toward the world. You're going to ease out this a little bit. Especially if you start staying out of church. You're going, the first Sunday you say, I'm going to listen to that uh, Facebook preacher. You're going to sit down there and you're going to watch the whole sermon. Boy, what a good job done. The next Sunday, you're going to sit down there about halfway through it, you're going to say, I'm going to get up and get me a cup of coffee. Now, pause it. Then you get up and get you a cup of coffee. Come back and pause it. You're doing good. That next Sunday, you're going to listen about half up. You're going to pause it. You're going to say, well, I need my coffee. And I just well cook me some breakfast while I'm doing it. So you unpause him again. Well, eventually, you get to work. That preacher's paused. I gotta go get groceries, so I'll pause that preacher. I'm gonna tell you right now, if if y'all had a remote with a pause on it, y'all, some of y'all might pause me right now. But thank God y'all don't. 
This old boy's going to run his mouth. That was me. <laughs> oh, you got to have fun. got to have fun. If you can't have fun in the Lord, there's something wrong with you. You know, people say, well, during the rough times in life, you need God. During the good times in life, you do too. So many people, as that verse says, when this country is going downhill, when we're down in the valley, it's so easy to look up when you're in a valley. You got a hill here, you got a hill here, and you look up and you can see God. It is so easy to ask God for help in you. Help me, Lord. Help me. But now when the Lord does reach down in that valley and pick you up and set you right here, you sitting on top of that hill. You looking over here and there's a valley. You looking over here. Might be a valley over here. It might be a little bit taller hill. You ain't looking up. But when you're down in that valley, you're looking up. And that's the only place you can see. And God will help you out of it. If you do what that verse said. Humble yourself. Pray. Seek God. Turn from your wicked ways. God will hear you. God will heal you. God will help you. That's what this country... People use this verse now to ask God to heal what's going on in our country. I'll tell you right now, what's going on in our country is... A shame. It's a disgrace. They're taking God out of everything. And I'm gonna I'm gonna get started on that a man and a woman thing. No, uh uh-uh. uh. That no, uh-uh, that don't work. When I pray to God, one God, in Jesus' name, Amen. God hears it. With Jesus Christ, you have that direct link to God. You go through Jesus Christ, it goes to God. Amen. Yes. Confirm. Finish. Not a woman. A man and a woman is man and woman. That's all the part that plays with in the Bible. One man, one woman. Well, that's a different that's a different sermon for a whole different thing here. <laughs> All right, now y'all y'all remember that? I said I'm y'all. I know y'all have heard. Joe laughed at. Joe said he's gonna steal my notes. Told me I didn't have notes. I got little markers. I got one verse I want to read that goes along with that back in Exodus chapter 10, verse 3. It's just one. Well, that was just one verse. Uh, Exodus chapter 10, verse 3. And Moses and Aaron came unto Pharaoh and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord God of Hebrew, of the Hebrew. Now who is that Lord God of the Hebrew? Our God. Amen. The same God. Thus saith the Lord God of the Hebrews, How long wilt thou refuse to humble 
thyself before me. How long is America and the world going to refuse to humble themselves before God? The laws they're making now takes God out of it. Takes a man out of it. They're taking all of these statues down. They're taking the Ten Commandments out of the schools. Man, and then they wonder why. Why God is not helping us. Why is God not healing our land? This verse. Hello. This verse in the Bible says God will heal our land. Why is He not? Because we're not doing those stipulations that God put forth. Plan of salvation. Simplest thing there is. All you got to do is ask. But you've got to ask. You've got that choice to ask. People will die and go to hell before they will ask. God gives it to you. Free of charge. The easiest thing they are to obtain. But one of the hardest things they are to hold on to. Because I want to tell you right now, when you accept Christ, that's when the devil's going to jump on you with both feet and do whatever he can to knock you down. I know. He did me. I spent years doing things that I shouldn't do. And the devil didn't bother me none. But the morning I stepped foot out of one of them old pews and accepted Christ, man, He jumped on me both feet. And He's still after me. If you're living right, the devil's going to be after you. The devil's going to try every way in the world to knock you down. Don't let Him do it. Don't let Him. Now we're going to... Uh, I've got a couple of verses out of here I'm going to read. Uh, now don't y'all start hollering on Wendy Preacher now. Uh, 1 Peter chapter 5. Y'all turn to that one, boy, because this is some good ones here. <laughs> I said, remember that word, humble. While y'all turning to this, Joe, the notes I where to go. The notes I had, I did have notes this time, most of them I don't. Humble. The definition of humble. Having or showing a modest or low esteem of one's own importance. Having a low esteem of one's own importance. How important am I? I'm not. I've told, I've told people one time that preachers, or a dime a dozen. As a guy told me one time in Wayne County, you could throw a rock behind a stump and you'd hit a preacher. Did that mean? Preachers come and go. The church don't. I told them, anybody that's familiar with playing chess, you move each individual piece. Them little pawns, you put them out there to lose them. To line them up for the greater good. I'm a little pawn. Preachers are pawns. 
put us out front. Yes, I'm standing out front. But I'm going to tell you what, I ain't no better than nobody else. I'm worse than a lot of people. I was telling you about the old man that used to be, that was in bars, that was out riding the roads drunk. This body. That man is still there. The only difference now, the only difference now is that God forgave me through the blood of Jesus Christ that He shed on the cross Calvary. God looks at me now. He sees the blood of His Son. He don't see the old sin that I did. Thank God for that. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son and whosoever believeth Him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's love. Jesus Christ, all of His teaching was about love. What is the first thing that Jesus wants you to do to obtain that love? Be humble. Humble yourself as this little child. Little child. Boy, I'm coming out of here. A little child. Don't see color. Black person, brown person, yellow person, white person, it don't matter. They don't see color. They don't see that presence. They are humble. That is the reason Jesus Christ says, humble yourself as this little child. A little child will walk up to a hobo on the street that don't have a penny. Hey, how you doing? And you know what? Most of the time they'll talk back to them. If you've got a bunch of money, would you stop and talk to the hobo on the street? Some people, boy, judge yourself on that one. Judge yourself on that one. That little child will stop and talk to him. That hobo will stop and talk back to him. So you look at it in one point, that hobo has humbled himself. What do you have? That's one of them old man or old me. Amen or hang your head. Must be hanging heads. I ain't heard the first amen. Alright. <laughs> What's tough crowd, eh? Uh, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6. Humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of God that He may exalt you in due time. Humble yourself. What that... Second Corinthians, I mean Second Chronicles say it. Humble yourself. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. What does that mean? God's got a mighty hand. We know he has. God's got his hand on this earth. God is holding this earth, waiting on us to humble ourselves, get out on our knees and pray, and he will heal our land. Reason I know. That verse I read a while ago says he would. God ain't going to lie about it. But there's too many stipulations put forth at the first of that verse. People will not humble themselves. People will not even pray anymore. I want to tell you, the, the praying heart is hard for me. 
because I feel, especially standing up here in front of y'all, I feel I need to say a beautiful prayer. You ain't got to say a beautiful prayer. Some of the best prayers you can ever pray, and I want to tell you, I pray them, is when you hit your knees and tears start coming out of your eyes. That is the prayer that God hears the most. When you don't know what to pray for. You've got lost loved ones. And you don't know what to say to God. Bow your head. Talk to God. And He will let your cup overflow. And sometimes it will flow out your eyes. Now years ago, you would have never seen me with a tear in my eye. If you did, watch out because I'm fixing to hurt somebody. But I want to tell you right now, God, God humbled my heart. God humbled it. God showed me that I need to humble it even more than God humbled it. Humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of God that He may exalt you in what time? That He may exalt you in due time. Not in your time. God's time. God's time. You know, if, if they, and they love to do it, if the good Lord lets this old world stand, they love to come up with a weather machine. If you got $1,000, you can control the weather for tomorrow. You got $1,000, you can control it the next day. Well, then it's going to start, well, wait a minute now, we got too many people giving us money, so uh, I'll give you a button to control it, and you a button too. Well, what are you going to do? If you want sun, he won't drink. What a pitiful mess it would be if we controlled it. But I'll tell you what, that's the shape that this world is in. You have got men. And a man and a woman. We got women controlling it too. But you got men and women controlling this world. And what a mess it is. What a mess it is. Sad. But the only thing we've got to do is humble ourselves. Pray. God said you need it. God will take control. The world we're living in now, I want to tell you. Start reading Revelations, Matthew 24. It's coming. You think it's bad now, we ain't seen nothing. If this is the beginning of the end times, it ain't gonna get no better. It's gonna get worse. The Bible says it's like labor pains. It's like a woman in travail. It's going to start coming quicker and it's going to start coming harder. The only thing we can do is humble ourselves before God. Pray. Ask Him to forgive us. Okay, I finally got to go. <laughs> but like I said, you know, we can have joy in this. You know, the joy is knowing more when this when this life's over. I'm going to a better place. As Brother Greg said yesterday, I'm going to be kicking up gold dust. Don't be running around barefoot. When I was a kid, I loved to run barefoot. Then I got old and my feet ain't as tough as they used to be. 
But you know, when I get to heaven, I'd run around barefooted because they ain't gonna be no stone bruises. They ain't gonna be no sore legs. They ain't gonna be no pain, no sorrow. All gonna be joy. Humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of God that He may exalt you in due time. In His time. Cast all your cares upon Him. That don't say cast part of your cares upon Him. Cast all your cares upon Him for He careth for you. Cast all. How many times do we come to the altar as a lost sinner? Come to the altar. When you accept Christ, you lay them down. You lay everything you've got down. It's gone. Never to be brought up again. But how many times do we walk back to the altar after a while and pick a couple of them back up? We do it. Now that I said that, three of them won't make me. We do it. We need to carry it to the altar. Humble yourself. Chapter 7, I mean verse 7. Cast all your cares upon Him, for He cares for you. Don't cast part of it. Throw every one of them to you. Man, let, let God into your life. Let God lead your life. Because we are absolutely positively nothing without Him. Be sober. Be vigilant. Now, boy, here comes one. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Whom he may kill. God told people, the Bible says we have the power over Satan. Through Jesus Christ. We can say, get thee behind me, Satan, and he's got to go. Gotta go. But that don't mean he ain't gonna run right back around this other side and hit you again. But when he does that, you gotta throw it back down and say, get behind me, Satan. Eventually he's gonna get tired. He don't care for you. Jesus Christ loves you. God loves you. They're going to be there for you. The devil don't even like you. He just wants to kill you. Send your soul to hell. I've had people ask me, well, a loving God wouldn't send you to hell. A loving God ain't going to send you to hell. You're going to send yourself to hell. Hell is full of people that rejected God. Not the other way around. God don't reject nobody. You reject Him. That is... I'm not going to say God ever messed up. I don't want y'all to take this wrong. But if God ever messed up, you know what He messed up on? Giving us a choice. Giving us free will. But God don't want robots. He gives us the free will to choose. We choose whether to accept Him or not. A lot of people refuse. Man, I did for a long time. <coughs> Brother Johnny Banks is sitting back there and I want to tell you that man preached to me for years. That man was speaking directly to me for years. And I sat back there on that pew and boy, I just wrung that thing's neck. I mean, I twisted and I turned. I think I rubbed the finish off. Johnny Banks knew he was preaching to me. I know he did. 
But Johnny Banks couldn't do it for me. I had to do it. Amen. They ain't no preacher going to save you. They ain't no Christian going to save you. The only person that's going to save you is yourself. Be sober, be vigilant, because the adversary of the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resisteth steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Meaning, you know, one, one part of Paul's writing, I can't quote Scripture. All the things I did years ago burnt my memory up. But I know it's there. That God is not putting nothing on you that He ain't put on somebody else. God's not a mean God. God ain't going to say, well, because you didn't do what I said to do, I'm going to put a whole lot more on you than I did this. God's not that way. God loves each and every one of us the same. God don't love me no more than He does that homeless hobo. Matter of fact, He might love him a little better because that hobo might listen to him a little bit better than I do. Yeah, think about that. I had uh, one verse uh, to tell you the truth. The main, <laughs> the main sermon was coming from Luke, but I ain't gonna go on into that. But I think I done preached pretty good right now. But now, what I wanted to close with: the Pharisee and the publican. We've all heard that parable. The Pharisee. I am going to read one verse. Oh boy. Uh, Luke chapter 18. Verse 9. And he spake. This is talking about Jesus. And he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves. Which trusted in themselves. That they were righteous. Mm -hmm. Trusting in themselves that they were righteous. And despised others. You can't be a Christian and despise somebody else. It don't work that way. It don't work that way. If you've got hatred in your heart and you despise the other group of people that don't fit in with you, then there's something wrong. You ain't got Christ in your heart. Christ is love. That parable goes on. The Pharisee, religious leader of the town, would be the equivalent of me standing up here. <coughs> Thank you, Lord. Never thank you, give me. <coughs> I give my money. Now this, I'm not reading this, but I give my tithe. I've come to church every time the doors is open. I've done great things in my eyes. Done great things in my eyes. Not in your eyes. Not in God's eyes. Look at what I've done. Man, I thank God. 
Now this goes along with that story. If you don't believe me, look it up. Thank God! I'm not like that fella sitting down back under that's got dirty clothes on. Probably ain't got no money in his pocket. He ain't give no money to church because I watched him. They passed off and played around. I watched him. He didn't give nothing. I give my money. Look at me. The end of that. Verse 14. In closing. Now this is red letters. Jesus Christ's words. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased. And he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. You humble yourself. God will exalt you. I read that definition there. Humble. Saying or showing a modest or low estimate of one's own importance. You humble yourself. God will exalt you. God will lift you up. If you look bad in your own eyes, you humble yourself. God's going to see a whole lot more than you see. But you exalt yourself. You say, look what I've done. Then God's going to see it the other way around. You lift yourself up, God's going to bring you down. You bring yourself down, God's going to bring you up. Oh, me. I said that's one of them. Amen. That's one of them old me. But in closing, we all want God to step in and save this nation. I'm going to tell you, I, I do. Because it is getting bad. It is getting extremely bad. But I want to humble myself before God and say, God, you in control. I ain't got nothing to do with it. The only part in this plan I play is bowing down, getting down on my knees and begging, begging God to forgive us. Begging God to heal our land. This virus going around, there ain't no vaccine going to fix it. Now I ain't going to get started on the vaccine. My wife probably make her going, don't, 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 don't. There ain't no vaccine going to fix it. God's the only one that is going to fix it. God's the only one that can fix this. So we've got to humble ourselves, turn to God, pray to God, and ask God to forgive us, and He will heal our land. So I've come full circle on that. I went from Old Testament to the New Testament, back to the Old Testament. Hey, full circle. God's Word is that powerful. God's Word is that powerful. Not my word. God's word. God says He can heal our land, and God can. But what have we got to do to get God to do it? Humble ourselves, pray. Man, I don't tell you, beg God. Beg God. I'm going to bring 
Sister Margaret up in it again. When she got sick, I started talking to her, visiting, and I prayed. One verse I can remember. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. I prayed, God will heal Margaret. Johnny prayed, God will heal Margaret. Margaret wasn't healed on this side. But Margaret was healed on the other side. God answered that prayer. It wasn't what I wanted and it wasn't what Johnny wanted. God answered that prayer. Because I know that man back there humbled himself. He humbled himself before God and prayed. And God answered. That's what we're going to have to do as a nation, as individuals. Put God back first. Put God back in the church. One well, bitch get on those rant. I don't need to do that. You know, but the way the world's going. Go out and tell somebody. Because there are people now, I promise you, there are people now that is wanting to know where churches are open at. There are so many churches that is closed. Go out and tell somebody, hey, that girl got something out there. Because I am. I am. Man, I, I hope we fill the whole church up. And I hope the whole church humbles themselves, gets down on their knees, prays to God to heal this land. And he said, I'll listen. Oh, I'm going to turn it back to Brother Stephen. But I want to tell you right now, if this altar has been open from the time church doors is open. And I'm sure, Brother Stephen, if it's 2 o'clock in the morning and you want to hit this altar, you call him, and I guarantee you'll be over here to open doors up and in. Or somebody would. This altar is always open. You ain't got to be at that altar to get saved. But boy, what a wonderful time it is. Can you imagine the tears that fell out on that altar? Right there? Not just of people getting saved, of people humbling themselves before one true living God. How many people have been healed from sickness from that one? living God and if you don't think God can heal our land please don't pray because it ain't going to do you no good if you don't believe it I know the God I serve was brought up today Lazarus coming out of the tomb if he can raise Lazarus <coughs> He can bring himself off that cross. He got put on that cross for me. I didn't, I didn't know him then. But I thank God that somebody prayed for me. Somebody cared enough for me to pray for me. Well, I want everybody to pray for this country, this world. That we would put God back in. Brother. Brother, brother.
ございます。